Welcome to episode 151 of I Am Talk, your weekly fix in all things Iron Man. Alrighty guys, so welcome along to episode, what episode is it? I don't know. 151 of IM Talk with Coach John Newsom and Bevan James Oz. How you going, mate? Pretty good. And you? Pretty good. I, I want to know what happened in the race. We'll, we'll talk about that later. You really? Yeah. I'm pretty excited. Are you? Yeah, it's like Christmas. Good. Well, it's, it's not that everything, so don't get too excited. Okay. <laughs> I'll, just you, I'll just let you down. Okay, IM Talk is proudly brought to you by... Coffeesofhawaii.com The world's best coffee... Trybuyers.com Listen up at the end of the show We've got some good stuff coming mm, And Athlinks.com And they've got a bit of a good thing coming as well I know It's good things are coming time It's good, going to be a good day Well it could be a good day It could, could be a bad day, day. <laughs> It is true So we're going to have our, Kind of our news And age group of the week Coming up But which we've hooked up An interview with Trenzo Bazzoni But the problem is We can't get hold of him Can we? No So this could be The greatest show ever it could not be the other show ever. It could be a scramble for content. We could be kind of winging it from here forward. So uh, you'll find out later on if we actually get the interview. And at this stage, we don't even know. That's how exciting it is. Uh, news time, news time. But, 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 but hold on, we're on the new computer. Oh, we're on the new... Do you like the new computer? Well, I did until we have to... There's a few, few teething issues yeah, here. Yeah, there's a few things we're figuring out as we go along, admittedly. But look at this, John. I'll tell you one thing. I know this is hardly newsworthy, but I, the iPhoto option, you can go in the photos and you can find people and you can say, okay, I want to find photos of John. And you click on John and look at this. Look at this. It's Holy got all my Lord. photos of John on here and it didn't prevent <laughs> me even looking. I'm going to have to set that picture into X-Try with us both wearing uh, blue 70 skull hats. Nice. Oh, that's hot. Yeah. Yeah, chicks love that too. Yeah. So you yeah. see that? And look, it does it all without you. Oh, very nice. Look, afterwards you can stay for an hour and I'll show you all about my computer. Anyway, news. The news is brought to you by X-Try because they're actually, we're kind of associating ourselves with those guys. Now, if you want to check out the latest news, industry buzz and interviews of, you know, some of the stars of the sport, go to xtry.com and it is all good in the hood. Coming up this weekend, well, coming up next weekend, we're, we'll... we'll Follow us in a bit more detail next week is uh, Ironman South Africa and Ironman uh, Australia. So we'll have uh, some good build-ups to that next week. Do we know much about the fields at the stage? We'll, we'll look into that next week. Oh, so you were that desperate for news, we, were you? <laughs> we haven't done our piece on that yet, but next week we'll do it. This weekend... Oh, uh, this weekend. Here we go. We've got Singapore 70.3. Now, this has originally been billed... Pause! Because this, this could be Terenzo. It is. Hello. But it's actually Bevan. How you going, mate? As you can hear, we just had Terenzo on the phone. Done and dusted. We've got him on the show. Best show ever now, John. Best show ever. Ever, ever, Trevor. Where were we? I think we are about to talk about... We're, we were talking about... Singer, yes, right. Crowy so, versus Macca, apparently, but maybe not. Maybe not. We had, uh, re- we had reports in. It's going to be the big showdown on the, on the Singapore 70.3 site. It, it is the big showdown between, between the two of them. And it's fair to say... There's not a lot of love lost between those two. Um, <laughs> they don't hold hands when they're walking down the street, do they? Not anymore, I can assure you of that. Uh, but we've heard rumours that Macca may not be racing. I, I checked out his blog, um, which was dated March, so it was you know, in, the, in the last couple of weeks. We heard about two or three weeks ago that he pulled out, didn't yeah, we? Yeah, so we'll just have to wait and see. He's on the start list. Um, he's on the and on, website. Her, on his website you're saying he hasn't said he's pulling out? No, he said he's going, so we'll, we'll wait <laughs> and see. So that's, that, that'll be really interesting. Personally, who, who would win the half? I would say Crowley would take it. Really? Um, Why? Yeah, I just think he's he's pretty heavily motivated okay. to beat him, and uh, and I think he's just pre- he, he had a good break after um, after Kona, and, and I think he's a little bit better over the half distance than Macca. 
Um, so we'll wait and see. Okay, think- but let's, let's, let's just have a bit of a side note here. So when we're talking to, you know, someone like Mark Allen and they're, and they're saying, you know, only racing one a year isn't the way to go, and back in the day they were racing lots, Corey kind of proved the theory right last year, didn't he? Oh, totally. And uh, and I think he's going to do the same, try to replicate this year. He's, he don't think he's got nine men down to do. Um, and you look at Brownie as well. Um, he looks like he's only doing... He's not going to Germany this not, year. Not doing Germany. I think you'll, you'll likely see him doing a bit more short course racing. Let's say, let's say Brownie goes to Kona and he wins Kona this year without doing Germany. Do you think he'll regret all those years where he did Germany? Uh, I don't to be honest, I don't think he'd care. I think okay. he, if you get a Kona, it's, you got a Kona, a Kona yeah. you got it, and you, everything else would just pale into insignificance. I think he'll still be proud of all his, his New Zealand wins. Yeah, but you know what I mean. Like I wonder if he'll look back and you know Germany really may have hurt yeah. my career long term. Could have done because you know he's up there. He's always up there, isn't he? Yeah, I mean, he, he needs to make a big step up in Kona. You know, he's got to run what he ran in Taupo in Kona. Yeah. So. Wait and see. On the girls' side of things, um, could be good racing there as well. You've got Yvonne van Blerken, Verken Klerken Schmerken, Rebecca Keate, Kate Major, and uh, Andrea Hewitt. I'm not going to ask for any inside gossip on here because you're a coach. That's right. And you know, I don't want to give the competitors because I know they all listen to the show. Yes. You know, right, right. inside tips. I heard she's on fire. <laughs> or maybe not. <laughs> maybe not. I think Chrissy was originally down to race there, but um, I don't, don't see her name on the start list. But we did hear that Chrissy, it was, I read somewhere like you did, that, that she is racing rote. Um, yeah. But I haven't seen that on the, I looked on the rote website and it doesn't, there isn't any information up it's there. It's amazing they haven't really PR'd that. Well, the reason, Bevan, I think, is because there's a whole new world of challenge out there now. The new challenge logo, well, oh. family has brought out a new logo. Challenge family it's called. It's called the challenge family, new logo across all the challenge brands. Uh, and with that announcement, they also opened up extra slots for, for rote. So if you were looking to do rote, they may have all filled up by this stage, but there's an extra hundred slots that went out. Oh, really? Wow. Uh, that was probably middle, yeah, middle blink, of last week. Yeah. But it's quite cool. Uh, new logo, and they're really going for that fa- family sort of angle. Well, and, and I think the thing is, one thing the Challenger Group do is that they actually do really sell that. You know, like it's it's you, when, Again, I've talked about this in the past, but when I was spending that day with Felix, it was all about what's good for the athlete, what's good for the community, and what's you know, good for the sport. Mm. And, you know, and, and sure, they want to make a profit, but it was like those things are what make you profit in their eyes. And, you know, it was great. Different. They're not really corporate, are they? Well, you know, like it was like I was going through the, the transition with Felix, and he was, think, he was telling us all his thinking. He was like, oh, I'm doing this because this is better for the athlete. And, and it was, you know, just and then small little innovations. And I was like, wow, that's really great. And Do you think that's why he put us right by the exit of transition? Nice. I'm, I'm helping out those boys. <laughs> that's right. We needed it too. Yeah. So, uh, yep, so they rebranded themselves. What else we got on? <coughs> Belgium is getting a new um, half and iron distance race. So great to see more um, iron distance races going on. It's going to be held in Limburg. Uh, it looks like it's going to be a bit of a multi-lapper. Uh, so maybe up to six laps on the bike and um, uh, four laps on the run. So Would you like to do a four-lap run? I think it'd be quite cool, providing you know there's not too much congestion. Yeah, know? true. That, that could be. The, the Although these races too. generally are a little bit smaller, aren't they? Yeah. So yeah. I mean, I, uh, again, I'll talk about my race later on, but um, from the weekend. But when you are lapping people, it can get a bit. Oh, you're lapping people, were you? People. Oh, you must have been done all right. Then. <laughs> it was. Uh, it, it can get a bit much, especially if, when they're slow. But if you've got and they a, speed up when you pass them. Nothing wrong with people being a little bit. No, but slow. when you when you speed go past them and they try to run with you for a little bit, did, you, did anyone doing that to you? No, they weren't doing that uh, to me because you're flying, weren't you? You're smoking it. So uh, if you want to check that race out, go to k226.com. The official website is limburg226.be, and I'll put a link to that on imtalk.me. Uh, now, last week we talked about how there might be a new North American Ironman race, and we got a tip from someone. And we're just going to say it's Iron Mum because we don't know if we necessarily want to give away the 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 name. But uh, she's saying 
Apparently, it's going to be in St. George, Utah. Mm. And it's going to be in uh, the first Saturday in May. So I'm sure that's not going to be rolling around this year. I'd be very surprised if it did. They could probably sell it out, but... They probably could. So look out for that one coming up. And Iron Mum gave us the inside tip there. Great work on your podcast. My wife and I listen every week. I've worked my way up from the Olympic distance to half Ironman in Tauranga. And would love to do an Ironman at some time. Uh, what's the thing? Is this the one about... This is, uh, oh, this is big, isn't it? Okay, so Ironman Corporation, we, we had quite a few emails about this. this w- WTC are going to take a hammering on today's uh, show. I, I, I do feel bad about it sometimes. Because you know what? There are lots of things that do well. We, totally you know, we, uh, Lately we've been doing them, and we, we must put a disclaimer in here that I'm, WTC do do some great things, you yeah. know, and they're good for the sport in many ways. But they do drop the ball occasionally, don't they, John? And we've had quite a few emails about this week, and it's basically saying that the WTC have implemented a new finish line policy for all domestic races and 70.3 races. Now, this is only in the US, isn't it, at this stage, on North American races? Uh, beginning in the California 70.3, friends or family members will no longer be permitted to cross the finish line or enter the finishing chute with participant, participating athletes. So basically, <laughs> athletes who choose yeah. not to res- respect, respect the new rule, they'll just receive an automatic disqualification. Wow. So there's been a lot of, um, we, we did have a, a hot topic sort of discussion. Yeah, a while ago, didn't we? Ago. Yeah. And um, most people like the fact that you could um, come down the finishing shoot with your, your family. And I think it's a, it's a differentiating fact, a differentiate way that Ironman differentiates itself from, say, any other mass participation race. Well, uh, well, the thing is, you need your family, <clears throat> your friends and family to do this race, don't you? You need the support of those people around you. And one of the nice things about it is being able to get your kids to run. Like in Hawaii, my daughter came out of the finishing shoot with me. And, yeah. You know, and uh, like I love looking at that photo of her in my arms. And, you know, like it's a really kind of special part of that race for me. And I, I can certainly see both sides yeah, of the Yeah, yeah. On the other on the side of the coin, you know what? It does get pretty congested. You get around that 11 hour mark and you've got people just, just flying str- through. Constant and stream of athletes coming through. So, you know, you've got to respect the athletes that don't want their family and they want to get to the finish line. I know that if I was in that position where I'd be coming down <coughs> to shoot and there'll be people in my way. I, 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 I wouldn't have enough energy to carry Thomas down the finishing chute. Um, yeah, Emilio's about fell over. I've told him my And um, and I, I just want to get to the finish line. If people got in my way, I would get a bit frustrated. Um, so I, I definitely can see both sides of the argument. But is it about innovation? Like when we did our um, discussion on it, people talked about maybe having two lines: one yeah. one for the people who want to take their family, and one for the other. You know, that wouldn't take away from the experience. Yeah, yeah. And, and I don't know. Yeah, it, yeah you, do, you maybe put a divider down the finishing. Yeah, chute. if you want to take your family on one line, you know, and it's like you, you get yep. your family shot. And, and if you lose 20 seconds coming down the finishing shoot, or if you're, well, if you're picking up your family, shoot. you know you're going to go slow, don't you? Yeah. You know, like it's, you know, you're going to be running with your kids. I'll be interested to see, let's say Cam Brown wins New Zealand next year because he always runs down with his kids. No, they, they, they seem to be at the, fin- they, they seem to be at the finish uh. line now. So, um, and I think that's another issue that, that comes up is there's so much congestion after the finishing line. But like you said, if you had a separate shoot, then you can have that maybe leading down and the family then have to bugger off when yeah. you go into the, the, yeah. the zone. Um, but I agree. I think, they, again, they could have done better. I, I can see their point of view. Yeah, safe it issue. is an issue. And, you know, around that kind of 10 hours through to about 13 hours, I imagine yeah. it's just absolutely ridiculous in the finishing shoot. And so... But I don't know, maybe they need to rethink this and actually think of a different strategy. Because the thing is, like, let's say, you know how some people just get crazy when they see you come out of the finishing shoot and they just start running with you? Yeah. It's not your fault. Yeah. You know, imagine if you got DQ'd for that. Yeah. You yeah. know, and if they're going to stick to the law, mm. you know, like, I don't know what they do, you know, like, 
you can't control other people. I'm sure your kids, you can say, well, don't do that. But if your mate's drunk and he runs down the finishing shoot with you... Um, I'm in 70.3 California is coming up fairly soon, so we'd be really interested to hear from anybody who goes to that race and if people do actually get DQ'd. Because I'm sure someone's going to try to push the rock. Oh, well, people will do it. Yeah. And let's say, like, you know, people like in an Ironman who are doing the 17 hours, you know, and they're getting in at 16 and a half. It's true. You know, yeah. do they allow that then? Yeah. You know, like, it's... Yeah, it's, it's one of those ones where... They've kind of set them up for themselves up for trouble, haven't they? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I don't know. Like we, as John and I both said, we kind of both understand that there is a need to address this somehow. Mm. But I don't know if really kind of being really disciplinarian on this way is the way to do it. Going to give us some more content further down the track. Oh, great stuff. So, so thank you, WTC, for providing us some more content. You know what, John? We're, we're brilliant at our job. Anyway, um, I'm in, I am talk jerseys nice. are out. And we're going to cut off dates the 31st of March. What's the date today, John? It's about 17th. 17th of March, yep. yep. So we've got about, you basically got about a week and a half. A week and a half to get your order in. We, we get the jerseys produced uh, early April, and they get shipped out probably about three weeks after. That's sort of end of April. So yep. um, good time for summer. Full zip, Bevan. Full zip, John, but there's no denying it. It's the Full way zip. to go. Uh, but also, just remember, you know, New Zealand dollar sucks at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> so if you're in, uh, if you've got euros or if you've got US dollars, you know, and the pound, or the uh, pound's hurting as well. The pound's not so not, not so great. But it's, how are we going against the pound? Uh, we're about the same. They're, they're crap as well. Uh, so it's uh, hundred printing dollars in the pound, aren't they? Are they? I don't yeah. know. Uh, it's one hundred and fifteen dollars New Zealand, um, and including shipping, everything probably works out at about sixty dollars US. So it's uh, it's a no brainer, Bevan. Uh, let's pick on WTC some more jobs. Yeah, let's pick on WC. Our topic for this week was, well, for last week was... Uh, We've got lots of emails about this one. It was the executive challenge um, thingamajiggy that uh, WTC have set up. Basically, the deal is here um, at North American races and or North American Ironman races and in Frankfurt, you can pay X dollars, which is quite... Was in Frankfurt as well, is it? Yeah, I did notice it was in Frankfurt. Yeah, nice. So Good you piece. pay some, somewhere between, say, five and $7,000 US. Yep. And for that, you get nice accommodation, um, you get a training plan for the year, uh, and you get preferential treatment at the races, I think things like queuing and then maybe a special transition area. Um, but the critical thing here is that you you get preferential treatment for uh, for qualifying Kona. So at each race is going to be a couple of extra spots for people who are prepared to pay the big bucks to enter that way. Yeah, so some slots are getting lost towards that. Or are they? Or are they well, just creating they more slots? They might be creating more. And the other way you can gain a spot through the executive challenge is the person who makes the biggest time improvement uh, can also, there's also oh. going to be a slot. How do they do that? So you've done it twice? Yeah. I don't know whether that's in a calendar year. So you have to pay 7000 bucks twice? Well, it may not be in a calendar year. Maybe if you've already registered a, a 13-hour Ironman last year and then you go and do a 10-hour one. Then that's interesting know. they've gone in that path, eh? Yeah, there's only one slot for that. So, that, so that, there's four slots in a race, isn't there? For the, that field? Something, uh, there's three or four, something like that. Yep. So it's um, so it's not huge, but still. It's, yeah, it's, yeah, it's what I'd say. Maybe another 20, 20 slots have gone, yeah, gone down worth, the race. Yep, yep. So here's what people had to say. Um, Jason Linsky, like Fegan and Richard said, WTC is clearly looking for people with money to market their product. I think it's good for Ironman and WTC, but not the sport as a whole. It's only, uh, it's only polarising the sport, particularly at half and full distances, i.e. challenge versus WTC. I don't think they realise that triathletes, professional and age group, are getting fed up with their monopolising ways. Um, maybe this will be the straw that breaks the camel's back. Perhaps... Um, Corporate challenge athletes could donate a percentage of the yearly salary to pros prize pose, pri, pros prize purse. You got my bug, mate. 
Um, <laughs> that's an interesting point that, uh, you know, up, uh, we, we, we get a bit fed up with it, but I wonder if the general Ironman community out there are getting fed up with the way they're acting. I'm thinking that prize purse is a really good, interesting point. Actually, we'll talk about this at the end. Gary Fager. Now, John, I've decided. I was, I was thinking about this. I was out doing my run the other day. Yeah. I was doing a fast one. Actually, this new program on. Got to run fast. It's breaking my heart. But anyway, I'm thinking you need to let go. You need to. You got to forgive. John, we live in. You know, if you let the anger inside, it's just going to ruin your life. I'll, I'll, I'll look deep inside and see if there's anything. And, and I've decided why you've got this policy of not writing, reading his. I'm going to read his every week. <laughs> okay. Okay. And unless you're willing to let it go, so you're going to hear about Fager every week, John. But look. We love. Remember, okay. you know. Do you want a hug? You can send. You can send me a Christmas. You can send me a card. Like uh, we got a great card in here from Duncan, the lifesaver Smith. Oh, the lifesaver! Saying a quick birthday card to wish you all the best for show 150. Oh, almost, almost three, three years. years. So thanks, thanks for sending that in. And so the lifesaver's a legend. Fegan, maybe you could look inside yourself somewhere. And, and oh, if he sends us a card, you'll read it again, is yeah, it? Yeah, yeah. Okay, like Fegan, send the card. Yeah. yeah. And then John may give you a, a, a podcast hug. Okay, so Gary Fagan, one in five chance, or better if there's less than five execs in the event. So basically he's saying if you only get five execs in the event, yeah. you've got a really good chance. And realistically, you're not going to get 100, are you? No. No, so it's you're basically buying your slot to clone, aren't you? Better still, enter two IMN, shuffle around in 16 and a half hours in the first, smack the second, and you're on for the most improved PR, and the slot is yours. That's the slot I was talking about. Yes, nice. Do I agree? Well, I couldn't give a monkeys. Oh, nice. This is a company looking to get those who have the influence of sponsorship etc to participate in big up their corporation seems to make business sense would I participate well I doubt there's any way in the states to claim all this money back against their tax well it's maybe not fair and so basically he's saying life's not fair life's not fair yeah uh, righty ho next one I've got here is Rick Lard while I do think WTC is trying to make a few more bucks um, the interest of an executive of a company doing an Ironman can spark interest in the rest of the company. I've benefited from the CEO of our company participating in triathlon. He started to sponsor races and then offered the slots he got through a sponsorship to the employees. I know this will not happen in all cases, but I think raising the profile of triathlon and Ironman to people who may never um, really hear about it is always a good thing. So okay, that's, that's a different look. Well, it's good like angle. That. Yeah, I, nice. I, I, you wonder if they thought about that or not. Yeah, I don't think that was their motivation. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> but it, I, that's a really good point. Warren Sutherland, uh, it's a lofty enough goal and probably a goal out of reach for most of us, but one that, if we achieve, we have earned that rite of passage to the promised land. This is just another way for WTC to do another cash grab and schmoozing with big money corporations. It may not be a bad idea long term if there's a trickle down effect. Oh, there you go. If and when the prize money increases due to the current work, current whoring of the Ironman branding, ooh, or products like beds through and to watches, etc. When does all this greed get given back to the good of the sport? Mm. Uh, Colin Lash, um, I'm very new to triathlon and have yet to do an Ironman, but I figured I'd throw my two cents in anyway. While I agree that life's not fair, I think one of the key differences between qualifying for Kona as a pro and qualifying as an executive is that um, to go as a pro takes a tremendous amount of time, dedication and yes, money, but the athletes aren't simply buying their way. Sure, it's not, sure not all executives will get in, but it's something um, of an advantage based strictly on economic status and it's dangerously close to selling Kona slots. If WTC wants an executive challenge at specific North American races, that's fine. But as a future Ironman age grouper, I've got to say that getting the Kona, getting, getting the Kona slot seems like something that should be earned and not purchased. 
Richard Boardman, I wonder if the next step will involve training dolphins to tow you through the swim, a tandem with Lance Armstrong for the bike leg, a conveyor belt arrangement to guide you around the run course, and obviously a luxury spa arrangement to pamper you through the transitions. Oh, and a chaperone system to... Uh, a, chaperone, a chaperone system to avoid too much contact uh, with other sweaty athletes when you mingle to brag about your achievements after the race. He's basically saying it's sad and some that the, the sport is really, or WTC are really trying to focusing on maximising mm. profit. Uh, just quickly, Andy, because Andy was the only one who actually did it, so I never wanted to race uh, two different kind of competitors. I don't think it is right as many people will enter, so you are very likely to get a Kona spot. He's basically saying, you know, like if, as kind of Fagan was saying, one in five chance, you know, how many execs are really going to do the race? Mm. So your, your thoughts, Sean? I think the, the concept, um, if, if you take, <coughs> take the Kona slots out of it, I think fantastic. They're trying to make more money. They are a business. Absolutely no problem. To be honest, I don't really care if, um, if they even had a separate area in transition because if they want to gain 15 seconds by having a nice pampered area, I don't really give a toss if they want yep. to do that and that's their own, you know, they can... Although it should be within the same, maybe be blocked off, but it should still be yeah. the same. It shouldn't be an advantage. I, c- I couldn't really care less if they do that. Um, so the, the whole, the, the issue of it is is purely the Kona spots, and I've got a major, major issue with that. I think it's an absolute disgrace. Um, the rest of it, you know, if, if they want to set up a travel company and do nice accommodation, all that, no problem with that. If they want yep. to get a nice training program and everything, absolutely no problem. It's just the Kona slots I've got an issue with, and I think it's. It's terrible. I really, really think it's terrible when so many people are out there, you know, training their guts out and supporting their business. I think it's a, it's a bad idea, and I think it's bad business as well because I think they're going to get small numbers to it, and they may prove us wrong here. But I think they're going to piss off so much of their market by doing it. Mm. Um, it's I think it's really bad business practice. The thing is, is I don't want our show to be anti-WTC. <laughs> you know, like I, I am talks not about beating up WTC all the time, but they seem to just keep doing things. Which you know, the thing is, was like some of the media and triathlon world don't don't you know they kind of just scratch their back. And, and yeah. John and I will bring up the bad things, and and maybe sometimes we don't bring up the good things enough. You know, like you know. I think the fundamental thing is that we understand they do a great job and mm. you know and so we're picking on the small things but these are really important things and you know to me giving away slots and as, uh, Gary's um, point is you know really good is that I don't see them getting 20 execs in a race you know no. like, it's, it's going to be 5, 10 guys mm. which basically means you've got a 1 in 3 chance getting a slot mm. and which basically means you're paying for a Kona slot really yeah. aren't you and uh, uh, is that good for our sport well, I, I don't see how it's fair for everyone else yeah. If you're an executive, I would imagine you'd want to earn your slot anyway. Yeah, yeah. You, you know, you're probably a high <coughs> achiever, and you've had to work to get hard to be a high achiever, and you're going to want to work hard to get your kind of slot. So I just think it's flawed. I do think, um, who was it, uh, Rick? Rick's point could be a good point, because you know often the executives have their newsletters and they'll go yeah. to a whole company, and that could be access to thousands of people. Uh, and that may, you know, it depends on the ex- certain executive, and it sounds like his boss was pretty great, and so... That, that could be a benefit of it and yeah. uh, the exposure it could do for the sport and maybe, uh, you know, maybe sponsorship dollar for the sport. But again, I, I, if, if that's going to bring more money into the sport, I'd love to see some pros get some of that money. Mm. So so having an executive section, again, yeah. no, no problem with that. Executives. You know, what is it? it's about 7000 bucks, isn't it? So yeah. you get 10 executives, well, there's, you know, 70 grand. And if they want to get pampered at the stuff, no problem with that. But the Kona slots, I think, is a big, uh, a big no-no. Yeah. It'd be interesting, it wouldn't work in like in New Zealand, that wouldn't work because executives wouldn't pay that kind of money, would they? I don't think so. No, no. they don't get as paid as much as no. it really would depend on the country, isn't it? Yeah, so. Yeah. But I mean, good things they're doing. They're putting on, you know, if they're going to put on this new new race in North America, they need to put on more races. Um, yeah, yeah, maybe we should do what's, maybe, okay, this week, 
We're gonna we're gonna put on some love on them. Bevan's overall my my one. Oh, did you have one? I have one, but we can we can save that. For that's next that's week. not that. Okay, we're gonna do what's good about WTC. Yes, because you know what we pick on them all the time, and I, again, I just don't want our show to be picking on WTC. I think that we're doing an important job in our mm-hmm. sport, but at the same time, they are doing some great things. So this week, let's love WTC. What are they doing good? What are they doing good? It'll be hours worth on their job. Better be. <laughs> <laughs> that's our news and discussion for this week. Brought to you by Extra. Xtry.com.com. Not me. .com. .com. Here we go. Well, there's no there's no intro. New music. New music. Trendle Bazzoni. Yeah. <laughs> New music. So now we have... Uh, and as you heard earlier in the show, we actually got him on the show, didn't we? We did. Yeah. So we've got a good uh, good 25 minutes out of Terenzo. Yep. So uh, listen up. Okay, here we go. Righty on today's show, we're very uh, happy to have Terenzo Bazzoni. A New Zealand legend, I must say. Legend. Oh. Uh, the, the reigning World 70.3 champ, and he rolled his hand first time out at Ironman uh, the weekend before last. So welcome along to the show, Terenzo. Hey, thanks, guys. Thanks for having me. Hey, one thing I've got to ask you before we start, what's your sort of heritage? Because Terenzo Bazzoni isn't really a... Um, and is it Bazzoni? Yeah, we've got to make sure we get the pronunciation right. Yeah, no, you guys, you guys got it pretty spot on. Sweet. And where are you from? Well, you could say it like, or you could say it like the Italian, Italian so Bazzoni. Oh, the You don't have to say it like that. It kind of, kind of sounds a bit weird. <laughs> where, where does this originate from? Were you, were you born in New Zealand, or where were you born? Uh, well, the name's Italian. Um, my dad... My dad's half Italian, well, he's, his father's Italian and his mother's French, and he was born in Mauritius, right. and um, my mum's uh, from South Africa, and yeah, I, I was born in South Africa, and we moved to New Zealand about 13, 14 years ago, and um, have lived so your here. your triathlon's New Zealand-based day. Sorry? Your triathlon's New Zealand-based day. Yeah, my triathlon's New Zealand-based, <laughs> especially in the summer. <laughs> and uh, how's your, uh, your language skills then? You speak any other languages? I'm pretty good at English. Sometimes I mix words up, but <laughs> but generally, generally my English is pretty good. I um I I, I did actually well growing up um, on Saturdays we used to get sent to Italian school to learn Italian, and cool. during the week in the evenings we we learned French, and um it was just it was just shocking. I, I speaking Italian when I was going to be speaking French, and I would never yeah. So so I, yeah, just kind of. Get it out of my head as quick as possible. <laughs> I, I can string a couple sentences or a couple words together, but that's that's about the extent of my my language skills. Bevan, Bevan has trouble with English. Yeah, I struggle with English. So, yeah, if you ever listen to the show, you figure that out pretty quickly. So, so anyway, well, what do they say? English English is one of the hardest languages to learn. So yeah, that's my I excuse. Okay. <laughs> Bevan's still struggling. So obviously, you had um, Iron Man the weekend before last. Um, I mean, how's the the recovery been since then? Ah, yeah, it was good. I mean, after Ironman, I I didn't didn't really do much at all for the first three days. I was I was pretty sore. I couldn't I couldn't move around. Um, but after that, my legs started bouncing back. I mean, sitting on the couch, my legs feel fine. So that's that's pretty good. Um, so I still haven't done anything. I've I've had good intentions of of going out surfing or mountain biking or swimming, but uh, that really hasn't come around yet. Yeah. I mean, there was a lot of talk and, and hype about you, you doing the race, and, and, and other guys sort of looking to, to knock Brownie off his off his perch. I mean, what were, what were you were your plans realistically going into the race? Were you, were you there to win, or were you there to have a good steady day and just sort of find out about the whole Ironman distance and avoid blowing up? I mean, what what was your plan heading in? 
Well, that that's more so what it was. It was to go there and, and have a good day and, and um, I mean, just, just race my race and let the results take care of itself. Um, I mean, to, to beat Cam is is going to be tough for anyone on that course. I mean, he's he is he is the man down there. I mean, yeah. you just you just look at him race. He's he's he just puts it together so well. So um, I mean, yeah. Hopefully, hopefully I can uh, get a bit closer next next time around, and um, maybe hopefully, fingers crossed, I might be able to beat him one day before he retires. <laughs> So when you, when you went into the race, what kind of strategy did you actually have? Because obviously you're you, you experienced triathlete, but you know an Ironman is kind of a different beast. What was the you know going into it? What were you looking at? How were you looking at racing the race? Well, originally I thought, um, and that there would have been a couple couple strong swimmers, and and Cam usually his swimming isn't I mean isn't top notch until kind of Kona at the end of the year. Yeah. So usually usually I'm swimming a bit quicker than him now, but um. Yeah, respect to Cameron. He put a lot of work into into his swimming, and and there, there was no way he was going to let anyone get away in the swim. Um, then on the bike, uh, I, I knew it was going to get horrible the second half. Um, so I mean, just just try to ride ride controlled and even. And um, but yeah, no, I still the last 45 k's on the bike. It's it's a different world out there, and, and I guess that that world is Ironman. Um, and just yeah, just learning about. I mean, just knowing that your body is going to go through that, but but it will come out of that patch. Yeah. And I, I, yeah, I thought it was over. I didn't, I didn't think I was going to come out of that bad patch, but you know you do. So, so that's a good thing. And then on the run, I mean, just just try to run as even as I could. I think, um, I think with Cameron in my sights, I think it was 45 seconds ahead of me starting the run. And um, I think with him in my sights, he, I, I, I probably ran a little bit quick the first the first 10k's. Um, but I mean, Dirk was running probably about that quick as well. And but yeah, Cameron Cameron didn't seem to slow. He that fast pace that he went out. He he finished finished the run at that pace, which is pretty awesome. I think he ran two forty two something. Something like that. Yeah, yeah. course record. Uh, yeah, pretty amazing. So, w- and were there any other surprises for you in the race? You know, obviously you said you, you found it pretty tricky um, the second, you know, or the last quarter of the bike. I mean, any other major surprises for you, or was the rest sort of as you expected? Um, I mean, uh, pr- probably the the mental aspect of it is was played played a huge part um, in my race, uh, especially on the run. Just just having to work through those mental patches that you go through. Just oh my god, my body feels like shit now. What what am I going to do? How am I how am I going to get out of this? And um, I guess uh, I could I could have handled those situations but better. Mum and Dad said they saw me running past and. I said to them, "Oh shit, this sucks." <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you you first you cross the finish line and you think, "Oh man, I wish I, I wish I didn't lose lose focus in those patches." But um, I guess that's all part of the learning curve. So that's quite different to what you sort of experienced, at, say, the half Ironman distance. Yeah, well, the half Ironman distance is it's a lot faster. I mean, you can you can go fast and and I mean, you're only out there for four hours or three hours, forty, fifty. Yeah. Um, so you're you're not out there for that long. Um, your your sugar levels don't get as depleted as as they do when you're doing Ironman. And um, I mean, it's, if you go out too fast, it's not gonna it's not gonna have a bigger impact as as it would if you went out too fast in Ironman. And um, I mean, a lot of the listeners are always interested to know what um, what guys' nutrition is on the day. I saw you chowed down a. Uh, a Snickers bar and some some Pepsi on the on the ride. I mean, um, how how did you sort of fuel yourself for the rest of the day? 
Yeah, that, that was the bad patch I was telling you about the last 45 k's. And I go, oh shit, Cameron's riding away. What, what am I going to do? And I just, I thought my legs legs had blown up. So I um, I reached, I got my Snickers bar out of my pocket that I that I picked up in my special needs bag. I munched that down and then um, got two two bottles of Pepsi in me. And um, after that, I I started bouncing back. I mean, the last 15 k's of the bike was was okay. Yeah. And then um. Yeah, I mean, uh, otherwise on the bike, um, just got used to taking, uh, drinking the replay stuff, which was out on the course. Yeah. So that was in my bottles mixed with Carbo Pro. Yeah. Uh, hopefully they can sponsor me now. Which, <laughs> 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 okay. um, yeah, no, it's, um, so Carbo Pro and then um, also um, the salt, salt, salt sticks. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and pal pal bars pal yeah. bars there we go cool. I said it. <laughs> and um, then on the run was just uh, salt sticks and Coca Cola or Pepsi I think they were giving away yeah, yeah. did um how'd you find the pace you know because you're you're a short course guy and kind of a half guy nowadays and you're kind of moving into Ironman now how'd you find the pace did you find it was kind of at first you're thinking wow this is kind of easy or were you surprised at the pace you know physically on your body well I guess that's that's the learning part of it for me um. The first 90Ks, I mean, it, yeah, it did feel a bit easy, and you're thinking, yeah. hmm, yeah, this feels pretty easy. We're going to get off the bike and run run 230-something. <laughs> um, <laughs> but then then you start, then the the Ks just add up and add up, and, and all of a sudden you're you're at 100 and something Ks, and, and you're late. You haven't even, you're, your water just probably gone down, if anything, and, mm. and you're just struggling to push the pedals. Yeah. <laughs> Oh, no, it, was, it was a bloody good effort, and uh, you know, it, it made for a, a really interesting race for, for all the spectators up there. And, and I know I was watching online, and uh, yeah, it, it looked like Cameron pulled away a bit towards the end. But up until that stage, it was uh, it was pretty good racing. So anyway, Trez, oh yeah, it was awesome. So, so, but anyway, you know, like you're you're a pretty young guy in the sport, and you know you could be going down the more ITU path, and you seem to be taking a bit of a, a right hand turn towards Ironman. And we actually had Peter Reed on the show a few years ago, and he actually pointed you out as one of the upcoming stars that if we could get you into Ironman, that'd be a great thing and why are you moving to Ironman more at this moment in your career? Um, that's, that's, yeah, um, well I just, at, at the moment I just wanted to try Ironman out and see, um, see what happened, um, see how I liked it and Taupo, I've been down at Taupo, watched Cameron race on the course since, oh, since early 2000s and, um, and yeah, I just loved it and, and knew, oh man, the support down there is amazing. So that, that's definitely going to be my first Ironman. Yeah. And um, yeah, I did the race and, and I, I really enjoyed it. So up up until then, I've been doing the, the half Ironman stuff. Last year, there was a lot of half Ironmans. And uh, that that was great. It's, it's a great distance. I mean, you have the short course guys who, who come up and the long course guys that come down and... Um, it's a little bit kind of in the middle to be... You can't... I mean, yeah. I mean, you don't you don't really specialize with half Ironman stuff. You're either you're in an Olympic distance or or an Ironman guy who who chops and changes to do the half. Um, but yeah, for me, um, I just I just really enjoy the um, the individualism of of the longer stuff. I mean, you you train hard, you put in the work, you, you get the results. It's not like you train hard and then you take your lotto card in the morning and then turn up at the swim start with 80 other guys who can all swim the first 300 metres at the same pace, but it's whoever's got the best position to get around the first can without <laughs> getting killed. Um, I just, yeah, I mean, for me, I'm, 
I've, I guess it was after not making the Olympics, um, I looked at life a lot differently. Uh, just, just really a lot more laid back and a lot more, a lot more. I just, just look at life and, and think about, hey, uh, I look at my life at the moment and think, shit, I'm, I'm pretty lucky to have everything I have. And, and I mean, you do go through stressful patches, but in general, life's, life's not too stressful. So, it's, it's, it's a good life. You have your goals at the end of the day, but, but you're enjoying every day that. That you that you have to work towards those goals. So the, the non-Olympic selection was was a sort of a, a factor in you going longer. And I mean, do you hold resentment towards the selectors and stuff? Are you not sort of getting the nod in there because it was very much a you know a fifty-fifty decision for what a lot of people the way a lot of people looked at it. Hell no! Did you see my results last year? No, no, just kidding. I mean, at, at the moment, it was it was very resentful not making not making the team, and I thought, hey, I'm going to show these guys they made the wrong decision, and I guess along along that road and showing them they made the wrong decision, I kind of I found myself more and and um, just I guess it was a life lesson. I not, I mean, not not making the not making the team was was a huge life lesson, and um, I guess yeah, it's made me made me a stronger person thanks to that. And do you think? I mean, is there any um, chance of you going back? You know, looking at looking at um, London, or is, are you very much down the the Ironman path at this stage? Now, to be perfectly honest, I'm I'm not sure. Um, and the Olympic Games has has been a goal and a dream of mine since since I was a little kid. Yeah. Um, I guess seven or eight years old. I I wanted to go to the Olympic Games. Um, so that's it's definitely got a big empty box next to next to Olympic Games on my on my to do list. Um, uh, whether or not I I tick that box, I'm I'm not too sure yet. But um, yeah, I'm just like I said, I'm just I, I have a few goals. I mean, nothing nothing set too long term, but yeah. but a few goals and um, I'll just achieve those goals. And once that ticks off, just uh, yeah, see where I am and and see what my body wants to do. Noticing, you know, obviously you've got to make a living from the sport. Noticing the money that the ITU are putting up in the circuit this year, you know, it's pretty huge. Has it made, you know, are you that money motivated? Does it make you actually think, oh, maybe I don't do those events this year instead of, you know, because WTC doesn't pay so well. <laughs> and so, you know, does that, does that make it appealing to go one way or the other or is it more just about personal journey for you? It is, I mean, the ITU stuff, it is an appealing type of racing. I mean, you're you're racing and you're racing fast. I mean, that's there's there's, there's no better feeling than than running sub 30 for 10 10 k's. Yeah. I mean, you, with with four other guys, you're all just smashing it, and yeah. and there's 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 not much of. I mean, you don't you don't get you don't get much better than that. Um, and I mean, the the format that they've they've changed the series to this year seems seems really interesting. All the all the world championship events are in big cities, so you will get big big crowds of people. We get good TV coverage. Uh, sponsors would follow that. Prize money is good. Um, in the same breath, yeah, the prize money, the Ironman stuff isn't isn't the greatest. But um, I mean, the the sponsors recognise that a lot more, especially yeah. over America. And so it's yeah, I mean, <laughs> one one way one thing, and the other way other way is another thing. But um, yeah. Is um you know, obviously sponsorship's gonna be a big part of your, your income over the next you know, while you're while you are focusing on the the longer stuff because we know that, that like we said the money's not great. I mean, is the recession hitting you pro athletes very hard yet or are you not really noticing noticing too much of a difference? Yeah, no, a lot of a lot of people are struggling. Really? Struggling from this recession. I mean, uh, I think I think it's affected everyone in, in one way or another. 
And um, uh, it's, uh, I mean, <laughs> I look at uh, one, one of my mates who's um, who's a good running running friend of mine. He's in the construction industry, and, and he says times like this, they kind of they kind of um, they show. The, I mean, everyone spreads out. I mean, the people this. Some people stay and some people some people leave the industry and yeah. I guess it's going to be like that with with triathlon as well. So, <laughs> cool. yeah, have to see what happens. <laughs> comparison, comparing yourself to kind of other athletes around the world, is it kind of good for you to be like in New Zealand? You've got a huge profile. You know, you 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 can pretty much get on any TV program and everyone would know who you are. Is that actually a real advantage being in a smaller country? And when it comes to getting sponsorship, um, you know, because I imagine if you're in America, you're just another athlete. Whereas in New Zealand, you know, you've kind of you know through sports cafe and through just your success, you've really kind of made it as a kind of home household face. So, has that really helped your kind of ability to get sponsorship? Um, well, I, I I have one big New Zealand-based sponsor, Plumbing World. Yeah. Um, they've been behind, behind me for a few years, um, and that's probably about the extent of it in New Zealand. I mean, the rest okay. of the stuff is is US-based. Uh, over over the years, though, there there has been a lot of support from New Zealand, and I mean, I I am very proud to be a New Zealander, and I wouldn't uh, I, I, I wouldn't change it for anything. Yeah. Um, yeah, look. I mean, the exposure here is great. People people pick it up and they support you. Great, and I mean that's 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 what means a lot to me when when you're walking down the street and people and people say, hey, well, well done. You're you're a great inspiration to to the sport and blah blah blah. Yeah. But um, I mean, other other than that, I've, I've yeah, like I said, I've received a lot of support from from New Zealand, and and that's definitely the country that I'll I'll put put stuff back into. Um, I mean, there's there's a couple of charities here, Life Education Trust, who um, we have a mascot Harold who go around around the schools and yep. teach primary schools and teach kids life skills. And then there's WhatsApp, which is um, which is a youth helpline um, that I'm involved with. So yeah, I mean, charity-wise, I I'd like to like to put a lot back into into the community that's helped me out. So we saw uh, on the the tablet coverage, it looked like you had a, a big new sponsor emblazoned all over your uh, all over your race kit there. <laughs> yeah, they look like they're going pretty hard out. So Gina, Gina Ferguson was also wearing the same same stuff. Yeah, okay. I mean it's it's a great brand, and, and they're doing a lot of lot of cool things in the sport. Um, their their shoes shoes are really revolutionary. For the first time, I finished a race and, and didn't have blisters on my feet, and uh, <laughs> can walk down. I could walk down the street and not have to not have to worry about <laughs> limping because because of the blisters under my feet. But um. Yeah, they they're really making a big impact in the sport, and it's and it's great to have a a company like that who's very proactive, yeah. getting involved getting involved in triathlon, and hopefully they'll they'll keep seeing the benefits and um, yeah, keep keep supporting triathletes. Cool. How do you find the travel? You know, being a pro, you you're kind of living out your suitcase most of the time. How do you find the travel associated with the sport? Kind of going around from place to place. Is it a pain in the bum, or is it just part of the job? Uh, yeah, well, I guess it is part of the job, but it it does suck. I mean, especially when you're in America and you have to pay a hundred US dollars for every internal flight to take your bike case with you. Oh, oh really? It's it's horrible. I mean, you just well, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's come it's come to basically. I feel the anger. Just, I feel the anger. <laughs> oh, it's, it's it's stressful. You're standing in line at at the kiosk thing, about to check your bike in. And you're sweating, thinking, "Oh my God, I can't believe these people. Hopefully, these people don't charge me a hundred bucks for, for for my bike." And and it's like, if you don't get charged a hundred bucks for your bike, you are the happiest person That's ever. Yeah. But if you do get charged, you walk around the airport with your with your head held low. It's like, like you've just come seventeenth at 
at world champs or something. <laughs> but uh, <laughs> um, I mean, I, I definitely, um, I definitely would miss the travel if, if I wasn't if I wasn't doing the sport. Yeah. But um, I, I mean, it would be nice if I had a private jet. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, obviously this 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 year is going to be um, another big year for you. What, what's your sort of plans in terms of your race schedule? Um, so I'm uh, sitting down with my coach today, John Eklund, to um, to look at finalising all that stuff. But um, in general, probably a few half Ironmans, maybe a couple non-drafting Olympic distance races, mm-hmm. and um, I think Kona at the end of the year, and that'll probably be it. So you you look to defend your uh, 70.3 title after Kona, or is it going to be a bridge too far, given it's usually only a couple of weeks after? Well, usually it's four. There's a gap four weeks between Kona and Clearwater. Yep. Uh, this year there's a gap of five five weeks. Okay. Um, Craig Alexander and Andy Potts have both both tried to come back to to defend their title after competing at Kona. Yeah. Um, I, I I would like to do one better than them, but um, yeah. well we'll have to wait and see what what the body's like after Kona. I think um, I think the conditions there make make it a lot. Make it a lot harder to recover from than a normal Ironman. Yeah. What was it like to win the world champs? You know, like it's kind of a pity, really, because in the sport, it's probably the most unrecognised world champ that you can win. But was it still like an amazing buzz? Oh, it was. It was huge. I mean, it's yeah. I know what you're saying. It's it's probably one of one of the lesser recognised world champs, but it's it's huge. I mean, in America, they they pick it up really well. Do they? Um, and hey, it's 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 a pretty. It's a pretty well-known distance. And, um, and you had an amazing race, didn't you? Like that day, you were just on fire, weren't you? <laughs> yeah, it was pretty. It was, it was pretty special to me. Um, it was it was a good field, and and I mean, yeah, just every every day, triathletes just hope to have those those kind of days when when it, when it, when it counts. It's all good. Uh, oh, what, what, why do you think it worked on that day? Going into it, just you know, like you're saying, you had one of those days where it just it was magic. Well, do you have those days often, and is that something you find you can duplicate, or is it just you know when you got it, you just somehow have it? That's that's the goal to try and be able to duplicate your preparation and your um, and your peaking, so that so that you do feel like that more often. Um, I mean, I I guess it doesn't happen as often as often as I would like, but it it, it does happen a couple times a year. Yeah. <laughs> um, it was it was actually quite kind of weird build up. I. I um I was in Kona. I broke my hand, so I had a few days off training there, and then um then got sick over there and had another week, ten days off training. So I missed missed a lot of my a lot of my mileage, a lot of my key workouts, um and was probably a little bit overweight. <laughs> but um yeah, I mean I was, I was quite surprised when when I got on the run and and I, I had the legs to go fast. Was uh, Andreas Raylut? He was he was uh, sort of bearing down a bit on you on you the run. Was did you have it under control or or were you uh, were you sweating a little bit? Um, well, the first lap I went out, I think I ran thirty five minutes for ten and a half k's. Yeah. And then uh, I was hoping, hey, try try run that pace again for for the, for the second lap. That'd, that'd be awesome. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, it didn't it didn't quite happen like that. I started started suffering a little bit. Um, yeah. and Andreas was catching up. Catching up reasonably quick. Um, I guess uh, I think there was thirty, forty seconds or something at, at uh, the end of it. 
Easy. Uh, Easy. Yeah. Walk in the park. Walk in the park. What about Kona? What do you think about Kona? You know, like, you know, like, Kona's the race, man. You've got all the guns here, and it's a pretty strong field this year, and everyone seems to be in pretty good nick, and, you know, it's, an, it's, a, it's kind of the race of the sport. How are you thinking about Kona? What are you thinking about the race? Um, it's, it's, I think, I think Kona is, I mean, you have Ironman, so like you have Kapo Ironman, which, which is an Ironman, which is a step up from, from anything else I've ever done. And then Kona, I mean, it's an Ironman, but it's, it's another step up because like you said, you've got all the, all the competitors and on top of that, you've got, um, you've got the weather and conditions you have to deal with. So it's. It's gonna be it's gonna be interesting for me to just be trying to learn as much as much as I can about the course and conditions and and I mean, putting what I learned down in Taupo into practice and uh, crossing crossing my fingers and, and hopefully I can have a respectable race. Oh, we'll be, we'll be your cheering squad over there. Don't worry, we're gonna be there. So uh, yes. we'll be hopefully in the media vehicle. You'll hear us before you see us. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> We better let you um, get out there and get a bit of surfing done today, maybe. Are you sharp on the board, mate? You know, you ride the waves. Uh, I think I think I used to be better when I, when I was at high school. I, I surfed a lot more, but now it's like maybe two or three times a year, and it's, it's kind of embarrassing. I, I go to the quiet beaches where no one can see me. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's anyway, thanks very much for your time. You know, it's early in the morning over here in New Zealand, and uh, you're probably just still lazing around a bit, but. Um, Thanks for your time, and we'll um, hopefully maybe catch up with you and Kona and uh, before the race, and then uh, we'll have another Kiwi World Champion after the race, maybe. Uh, game on. <laughs> hey, thanks, guys. Appreciate uh, appreciate the time and, and enjoyed that. Thanks, mate. One of the real kind of fresh faces of the sport, isn't he? He is. How old is he? I think he's 24, 23 or 24. Man, if we can, if we can keep him an eye, man, he'd have to be the name of the future, right? He's, he's got... The thing is... He, he, sh- he should be pretty durable because he's been racing since he's about 16 yep. in quite a big way. And he was like, he was a world young champ, wasn't he? Oh, if three, such a thing. Three, three times through. The um, world young champ? Yeah, for <laughs> uh, uh, duathlon and triathlon. So, and he's been, uh, his highest place at world champs was in Hamburg, which was the Olympic year. So it must have been uh, last year. I think he finished seventh with yep. Worlds. And he's won ITU, hasn't he? Mm, no, I don't think he's won a World Cup. Okay. Um, I, think he's, I think he's podium, but yep. yeah, he... he, he you didn't like my my, my 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 little point there when I said that he he had a non uh, didn't was a with the Olympic selection you know with his results last year and he had some great results. Um, so you felt that was quite controversial, didn't you, John? When the selection, let's let's but, put the dirt out for those who don't know from overseas. So basically, they had three slots for the New Zealand because we're quite a good triathlete country, and um, they gave you obviously had uh, it, Bevan. It was basically it just came down to two races, and it was basically a race off. So first race was. Um, uh, the Beijing World Cup the year before Beijing yep. Gemmel and Bevan both nailed down yep. their slots there was one slot left second selection race was uh, Malulaba World Cup race um, in, in Olympic gear neither him or Shane Reid met the selection criteria so it was just down to a selector's call and uh, it was 50-50 you could have gone either way and your thoughts John let's be let's, let's take some dirt gone, gone over this I, I would have selected Torenzo um, not just because we interviewed him either I've said that in the past because <laughs> You know, with an eye on London, I don't think he would have got a medal. Yeah. Um, but, but the experience, the experience. Uh, yeah. And Shane Reid was never going to get a medal. In hindsight, it actually worked out pretty well because Shane Reid worked for the other guys, um, so it actually worked out quite well. He was yeah. a worker. Yeah. Um, he kind of so, sacrificed his place. And but, but at the same time, now we've lost Torenzo from from ITU stuff, but we may have done anyway. Well, I don't know. If he'd gone to London, I mean, gone to the Olympics, he probably would have thought, yeah. wow, this is the way to go. Yeah. But you know what? I'm loving it because he's chosen the pure form of triathlon, John. That's what he's done. Yeah. <laughs> anyway.
Anyway, uh, questions and answers. So we've got just a couple of quick ones here, actually. And one of them is actually by a guy called Benjamin Hilton. Is he called? Yeah, just Ben. And uh, and basically what he's doing is he's, he's at university, and he's a bit of a brainiac, obviously, because he goes to university, and you've got a brain school at university, University of Leeds, that is. And uh, he's found a way to combine his passion for triathlon with his studies. He's mm-hmm. passionate about his studies. And he's doing some researches into injury occurrences with triathletes with a long-term aim of developing injury prevention methods. And basically, at the end of the day, he has a survey that he'd love for us to fill out. So I'm going to put a link to it on www.imtalk.me this week as a word file, and I'll also put his email address on there. He's on Athlinks. You can put his Athlinks profile on there. But won't they just want to email it oh, to that's him? that's true. No, you need me to put his email address on yeah, there. Yeah, I'll so. put his email address on there. Yeah. And, uh, yep. And he basically wants you to fill out, it's a few pages, it'll take you maybe five, ten minutes, and it'll just really help him in his, what's he trying to do? He is, the aim of the research is, with your help, is to identify the common injuries associated with triathlon. A review of the literature has highlighted a need for more research in this area in order to help progress the development of injury prevention strategies specifically for triathletes. So it's really good stuff, and it's about... um, uh, musculoskeletal disease university at Leeds. So it'd be grateful if we could actually fill out the attachment. I'll put the attachment on the website. Five, ten minutes of your time, just jump on. And it's really good for the whole community because this kind of research hasn't really happened, as he's saying. And if we really want to actually get it happening, you know, in long term, you know, in a few years from now, I'm sure this kind of research will actually help us in our own thinking when it comes to injury prevention. And I'm sure he'll send us through a review of what he comes up with at the end. So uh, if you could jump on the website, do that for him, that'd be really great. I have got another question, John. Okay. Will Newbury is thinking about doing Ironman Austria. Think about what to wear, and obviously came to me for fashion advice. Yeah, because that's you know that's what I do. And but he's, he's he's thinking he might go retro with speedos, but he's not sure if he's got the balls. Well, if you've got no balls, you probably shouldn't wear speedos anyway. That's true. <laughs> Ferris or Sultan can do it. Anybody can do it. Would you do it? Um, I, I reckon he quite easily could. Um, you know the the tri pants that I wear when I race don't have much padding in there, and I don't really seem to notice it. Yeah. Um, I know you sometimes used to wear two pairs of bike shorts, but I think when you not when I'm racing, no, you? Oh, some people do. Oh, I would wear bike shorts over my tri shorts. Yeah, so you're almost wearing. Wow. Two, that's one and a half. Those when I was early nowadays. Yeah, I'm hard down there. So um, <laughs> talking, talking, I hope not. Now. <laughs> Talking seriously, um, I think he could because when you're in the... I don't aer- think it's a serious question. No, he may well be. When you're in the aero position... Um, I don't think it is. Whatever. It's easy enough to do it. Ferris Olsen can do it. Anybody yeah, can do it's it. more about... Should he bring, bring it back? Like, it's more about have you got the guts to do it? Would you worry about wearing Speedos on the course? I wouldn't have a problem with it at all. But you've done it. You lived in that. Yeah. You're part of that. You remember those years. Part of that era. I've seen the photos. Oh, they're not pretty. <laughs> no, nah, do it. Do it. Do it. Don't be a pussy. If you do it, we're going to put a big photo on the website. Mm. And his new Iron Man Talk jersey because he's ordered one. Okay, nice. So get your jersey and then wear your Speedos. Maybe wear blue Speedos to go or white Speedos. Would you wear white Speedos? Have you worn white Speedos, John? Well, no. The worst pair of Speedos I've had is my my Maloose team Speedos. Those are yellow, weren't they? The yellow ones. They weren't pretty. No, I've never owned white Speedos. Did you get worst rash when you wore Speedos running? No. 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 Because you're vast, eh? No. You didn't vast when you were speedos? No. When you are running? No. But I've got rash when I did it. Well, I must have superior running technique to you. <laughs> or superior speedos. <laughs> <laughs> you're running with your legs wide, do you? I do. Okay, so there's a, that's an important triathlon question we've just covered there, John. It is. Sponsors. Got some exciting news. Now, that, that's only just a hint. 
Okay. So we've got a hint for keep, you guys. Keep an eye out on uh, on Athlinks over the next couple of weeks, and they're going to hook up with Try Buyers, and there could be something interesting happening there. But what, probably one of the things I want to push this week, and this is going to be something I'm going to be pushing with um, with my own triathlon club. Bring up, bring up Athlinks. I'm going to bring up Athlinks on while you talk. Oh, you see my girlfriend? She's oh, hot. Look, look at her. Oh, look at her. Oh. I don't want to see her. Oh, I love her. I do. I love you, John. Am I allowed to say that? I love you. I'm going to go for your girlfriend. There's your girlfriend, look. Or your wife. Cheese is running, <laughs> running pretty thick okay. this week. What am I doing? Uh, Athlinks. Okay, you keep talking. So you go into Athlinks. Um, if you haven't got your local club up there, get it up there. Get it up there now, John. Um, one of the cool things if you. Uh, the heat up there? I want the heat up there now. Well, I don't know if they are. But well, we'll heat someone from the heat. You better be on there this week. Righty-ho. Are you logged in there? Yep. Click Always on logged. Canterbury Triathlon Club. Canterbury Triathlon Club. Best triathlon club in Christchurch. Cool thing about this, we've, we've only got about um, 10 or 12 people that have joined up to it so far. Oh, maybe about 15. 14. What Look at that. Do, I'm not even remembering I'm in there. If you click on your club if they're up there. If they're not, oh, you need to job. add up there. So yeah, you can see that's not a cool thing. But then Damn. click on group results. Oh, here we go. So then bring up brings up all the results of club members. Okay. And basically so we can go to the contact try series in uh, Wanaka. Yep. Click on that. And yeah, three three athletes competing. And it's automatically filtered the results. Oh, that's really so it was cool. Myself, the Philinator, and uh, Brett Whiteley. And who won it? Who, who took it out? That'd be me. Philinator's pretty sharp, but you've got to give him some credit here. Yeah? Philinator went uh, sub nine thirty in Tapo. Yeah, yeah, he was third wow. in his age group. Good work for you. You didn't tell me that. Yeah, no. Well, he's going sharp. Se- secret recipe, secret thing on the bike. He's, I had a meeting with him yesterday. Um, what do you have? He had bacon and egg sandwich, bacon and egg roll on the bike. He said uh, after he had that, felt fantastic. Really? That's a tip. So what the, the, the point I'm coming at here is this is fantastic. If you like to filter your results for, say, your club newsletters or, you know, say you go to an Ironman and you want to pull up all your club members. Do you know what? If Phil Nader could swim as fast as you, he would have beaten you. Yeah, but I was doing it. It was bucking down. Oh, here down we go. Bucking down. <laughs> the excuses are starting. You beat him by five minutes in the swim, and you only beat him by three minutes overall. There's some <laughs> debate about Phil's bike league time. Oh, here he, we go. He had to get reinstated after they disqualified him. Oh, he got disqualified? Yeah. 20, what did he do? He 20, ran with someone at the finishing shoot? No, 2640 for his bike split. Yeah, that's pretty fast. That's moving. He is strong on the bike. <laughs> Still debate about yes, whether debate. he did the right number of laps. Oh, Brett Whiteley did it as well. Yeah, oh, this so, is cool because you, it's your mates, eh? And you can filter. The best thing will be at Ironman when you're trying to see other people in your club. Yeah. Um, and there's you know there's 1,500 or 2,000 results there. Yeah. They all sign up to Athlinks. They claim their results. You can just filter it down, and they're all there. So it's uh, got it's the ocean awesome. swim. You've got to get your results up. There. Really, if you've got a club. And let's say you've got a club and you're the web manager or something like that. It's just a pain in the butt, isn't it? Oh, it's a big time consuming activity too. And uh, good old Muzzer Lapworth's got his IM Talk jersey on. I know. Oh, Muzzer, you're a legend. What is it, the Holy Hammer? Holy Hammer. Oh, let's smack it with him, I tell you. And, uh, but anyway, if you've got a club, this just this is all the management for you. It's got the way you can communicate with your club, it's got all this kind of stuff. Oh, it's good times. You can give bands like we just gave then, can't you? That's right. Oh, action ticker, what's that? Oh, so you can actually give feedback on here. And then you can put things on the message wall. Um, you can put your calendar. Rachel Harris. She's been putting her stuff on there. What? She did on Sunday the March. What'd yeah. she do? Let's have a look. Did she do much? Oh, she's got a blog. Oh, she's oh. looking fast on her bike. Challenge one. Oh, look at that. It's, that's a funny looking bike. Carry on, Bevan. I'm oh, sorry. Athlinks.com. <laughs> Athlinks.com for all your social networking tracking needs for triathletes and athletes. Coffees of Hawaii. We're going to be doing some joint 
marketing when we're over in Hawaii. Oh, are we? You, I'm, this is new to me. Tell me about it. Well, we're just gonna we're gonna be piggybacking on some of Albert's activities, so we'll be. Like, <laughs> okay. <right."> so Albert, <laughs> Albert's, <laughs> Albert's doing the work, and we're gonna piggyback. <laughs> we're on just gonna put our banner on it. Yeah. <laughs> Love your work. If you like your coffee, get onto the recurring delivery homepage of coffeesofhawaii.com. If you want to keep it nice and fresh, get say a. I'm going to click on it. Because back in the old days when we used to click on websites, it closed down our program that we record on. But yep. now it doesn't. So what you do is you go recurring delivery. I like Kona Nightingale. I'm going to get five of those. And I want. What kind of bean do I want? You want the coarse grind. Coarse grind. Okay, then I get that. And then I go down. How often would I like this delivered? I want five, five packets every seven days. <laughs> And then, then you put down your promo dis- code I am talk. Is it I am talk? It is, isn't yeah. it? And I go Up- update order, uh, check order, no, oh. you need update order first, update order, and it's going to give you a big discount. And it'll give him a big discount. And then, yes, that's good. And then you go to check out, and Bob's your uncle. Nice. Got your cost there. Oh, it's quite a bit, you know, it's quite a bit of coffee, but I'm into it. You're into it. Yep. Into so it. And you just pay it once too. Pay it once. So then you put your money out and it's done. Nice. So it's simple as that. Man, they've got a lot of coffees, eh? Look at this. They've got them all listed here. You can go Kona Coffee, Molokai Coffee, Decaf's Coffee. They've got quite a few decafs, haven't they? Belinda's liking a decaf at the moment. Is she? Mm Mm-hmm. Is that because she's pregnant? Yep. Island Blends and Unroasted Beans. We've had the unroasted beans, haven't we? We have. We did our popcorn making. Yeah. (laughs) Popcorn making episode. (laughs) I was excited after that because I was full on. Okay, so uh, so honestly, if you think if you know you have coffee and you know and you just want it to turn up and you want real good quality coffee, you know, not that kind of crap stuff from the supermarket. Yeah. If you appreciate the finer things in life, which again I've, I've mentioned in the past, being an Iron Man talk, I am talk, talk listener. Listen Jeez, I'll never learn, will I? You won't. No, uh, being an I am talk listener, you obviously do like the finer things in life. That's right. Because you like to listen to oh, us. Yeah. And uh, so get on it now. Coffeesofway.com. Oh, but wait a second, there's more, John. Get a cappuccino cup and saucer when you join it, sign up for a recurring delivery. Oh, nice. And it's pretty flash. Pretty flash. Nice. Cool. Do you like a big mug or a small mug? I like it small and small and strong. Oh, see. <laughs> right Trybuys.com. Last week on the show, um, I wasn't intentionally trying to... But you worked it well, didn't you? You've got to be honest. I, I was saying, oh. you know, you, you, when you go to Trybuys, you don't even need to have a, a discount code because there's so many bloody good specials. And, and you were... Just being genuinely honest, eh? Because you've been on their website this morning and you were just like, oh my God, it's a no-brainer, it's brilliant, do it now. But wait, there's more! <laughs> oh, you don't mean to yawn. <laughs> uh, I was just a little tired. It's early in the morning. Um, it's 9.30! Oh, come on. I've been up since the crack of dawn. Anyway, so, Tribuys have come to the party this week and 20% off everything John, on the website. John, it's 20% off everything? Yeah. No, surely it's not including the sale items. Well, that, that's what I had to check on, and I believe it is. Oh my golly gosh, really? So put in the code IMTALK2009, and you can be in for some specials, such as... Newton, Argon 18, Look Blue 70, Asics, Zip, oh I need some Asics, Head or QR, all on special. And what's great is you go to their homepage, and I've always got one piece that they're selling, which is great, but they've got a really good one. I've got click here to see what's on sale in 2009. So what I'm going to do, John? I'm clicking there. So let's say, I'm not sure about this. Well, I, I did clarify. I said 20% off, and I said, does that include sale items? And he said, yes. So so you're getting a bargain anyway, and then you get a sale off. Like, look at this. The, the woman's orca. Oh, you don't like orca, but I'm going to say it anyway. I'll do a blue 70. 
The Synergy full suit 2008 was 399 US, 255. Take away 20%, John, what's that? It's another 45 or 50 bucks off. So you're getting it for 200 bucks US. Mm. Man, that is cheap. Mm. That is cheap as chips. So get on there. The, the code is I am Talk 2009. Need to get on there quickly. It's Remember, you got shipping, on. so uh, $500 in internationally, $200 within the US. Get on it now, man. Like, Good time, especially if your season's beginning. Yeah. Oh, man. I am Talk 2009 is the code. I'm so excited. I just got, I'm going to buy some shoes today. My sports bra? Yep, for Joe. Your lovely girlfriend. She, uh, I do love her. She's a wonderful girl. Lots oh, of gear on John. there. Everything you're ever going to need. They do need to fix up those photos, but because yeah. I'm sure those guys aren't uh, that big. They might be a bit, a bit worried that they're. I think when they make tri suits, because you know how you've got tri suits and the bit for the bike, they need to bring the bit for the bike up a little bit higher. Because the old willy. Yeah, because the penis shots aren't that flash, are they? <laughs> <laughs> when you watch those ITU guys, and yeah. and you got to be honest, John, and, and I'm not a perv, and, I, and you know, I like girls, but you have to admit, you, 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 your tension does go towards that area, doesn't it? Speak for yourself. <laughs> <laughs> oh, beautiful. Trybuyers.com. So our sponsors are? Athlinks.com. Get your club involved. Coffeesofhawaii.com. Uh, recur, 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 recur. recur. Trybuyers.com. Just 20% off. It's a no-brainer. So what are you up to for the rest of the week? Wait a second, John. I want to know what happened in your race. So the New Zealand Short Course Championships. Olympic Distance Olympic Distance Championships. The best people in New Zealand are coming around. Yeah. No, no blimmin'. No monkeys there. No monkeys there. No. So you, you, there's going to be some feedback sent to Triathlon New Zealand. So we, we heading, Again. Yeah. We're heading down to the, the race start and it's a seven... 7.10 start oh really and it's you were complaining about 9.30 yeah and no kidding man you could you could hardly see the boys so it was basically still dark um, <laughs> I'm like oh, I'm just going to follow everybody so so you decided not to leave because you probably could have I ta- made a tactical error which I thought was a good decision on the start line to be way right because I thought I had the best line to the thing I knew Sheldrake was down the other end uh, um, you like to beat Sheldrake don't you yeah but I had another guy next to me who's a really strong swimmer as well so I thought this is okay we're yeah. going to get off the line we have a clean start we'll come across and we'll merge yes didn't come off t- quite so well I got, Why? Bit, got a bit of smoke in the swim they must have just Sheldrake must have just blasted and pulled a lot because he knew you were over there he thought oh Newsom I know Newsom's tricks so I'm going to blast off the line so he blasted off the line and then um, he had two boy roundings basically you're swimming a, a square sort of thing and then we came around the second boy. And we, we were swimming way, way off course, and I knew we were off course. But, but you didn't want to leave the pack, did you? I stayed with the pack. Every, it didn't matter because everybody swam off course, but we would have swum an extra 75 metres, I reckon. So, it, so in that it's, situation, you're still best to stay off the pack? Generally. Unless yeah. it's towards the end. Yeah, and unless you're really... If you haven't got a draft or something, and yeah. you're 100% confident where you're going, then, then you go the shortest route. But yeah. I was pretty sure we were going the wrong way. But I wasn't, sh- and I have done the greatest eyesight, so I wasn't. I couldn't even see the boys. That's anyway. true. Do you like the big screen? Is it helping you? Big screen, twenty-four helping. inch. Yep. Swim. A little disappointed. I came out and uh, I had a nice set of, set of feet though that dragged me through to the end. Stand up at the end of the swim. Spread him. It's uh, Guy Crawford, Blue Seventy Guy. Oh, good old Guy. He's a gun. So he dragged me through that last bit of the swim. He's got quite a good kick as well. So it was, nice. uh, it was good. appreciated. Thanks, Guy. Thanks, Guy. And then uh, got on the bike, and as I said, I think I was either fifteenth equal or thirteenth equal out of the swim. Oh, yeah, it is a bit slow for you, John. Yeah, yeah. come blasting through by the top, probably about... Um, On the bike, you were blasting it, were you? There were a few people that maybe were just... Uh, peasants. Yeah. yeah, blasting through, got up to second, probably in about, um, you know, first 10k or so, and then we had a group of five working on the bike, and uh, a couple of guys had me under pressure. Really? <laughs> so it was... I was Could, going, wait, drafting? 
Uh, no, it was we were, we were keeping it pretty legal. Um, pretty but, legal, but it was still a group of five. And uh, pretty legal. If you were on the front, it was harder than if you were further back. But it was pretty. But this gap, the gap, uh, there was two guys that started really pushing it on the way back, and I was really suffering to really? hang on. And this gap started opening up, and I was like, oh, no. oh, "Come on, oh, get on!" And there was like a couple behind me, and guy was one of the guys behind me. And I talked to him after the race, and he said, "Oh no, I just had confidence. Yeah, I thought it's Johnny Newsom; he'll have the one under control." <laughs> I was like killing myself. My quads were starting to cram. I was like, "Oh no!" But you held on. I held on, and so five flat course, hard course, fat flat course, bit of wind, bit of wind. Nice. Came off the bike, and um, and then again, guy decides to try to go shoulder shoulder me with yep. me on the run. Yeah. Think, guy, I don't think this is a good idea. And because uh, you better run than him, got to the first turn, guys puffing and panning, and then yeah. boom, already <laughs> came over. And guys sort of he hang, hangs in there for third for quite a long time. And it was a two lap course, and we come to the last turn with um, with two and a half k to go. And I think he was still, he was either in maybe in fourth or fifth. And uh, there's Pat coming up behind him, and just got smoked by all of them. <laughs> I've never seen John so happy. <laughs> it was quite funny. So but, what happened with you? So I ended up third place. Was, so were you ever close to the lead? No, I ended up. I was two and a half minutes down on Sheldrake at the end. Oh, so I, got you. I didn't expect to be him. He's he's um, better than what I am. Went as hard as I could, so I haven't really got any regrets. Yeah. Um, Who got second? The guy passed me on the run. Uh, came came through at five k mark, and I sort of could hang on for a bit, but couldn't quite hang on. Finished, and uh, as I, as I, he was. 20 seconds in front of me at the finish I think and um, I could hear the announcers because you sort of run around the, yeah. the area and like, apparently did I man the week before and I'm like that's just rubbing salt into the world <laughs> I was like, did you get his name could you give him some love yeah Brody Madgewick nice. yeah you meant 923 at Ironman which isn't bad but yeah. like I'm quicker than that so I was you're a short course guy I was a bit disappointed with that, yeah. um, but he ran strong, you know. I, I ran. Although he is in peak physical condition at the moment, John. That's true. And, and while you did epic, I wouldn't say you're in your sharpest no, form. No, especially so, if your long rides being an hour and a half. Yes. Yeah. So, I race as hard as I could. So Who won the girls? Race. Let's give some the field some love. Who won the girls' age group race? I don't think I can tell you to be honest. Um, um, the elite race, um, Bevan Doherty smoked them all. Yep. Uh, and Debbie Tanner won the the girls' elite race. But age group wise, I don't know. Interesting though, a girl from Christchurch um, won the Suzuki car. Oh really? Won There's a car. a car to win. Yeah, spot prize for the whole series. Car. Yeah, and you don't get just not just for a year. She gets to keep the car. Who's, who, who won? Julia Grant. Do we not? Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I know you don't probably, but she's uh, she's one of our local elites. Um, what so, a car! Yeah, each each race in the national series, they pull out a name, and then at the end of the series, there's so there's seven names that go in the hat. Um, and was she there? And she was there. And he had to be there. And she wins a car. 20, probably about I don't know, twenty five grand worth of car. Nice, that's a good spot Solid price. Solid effort. Yeah, that's that's gold. So that was it. Oh, that's all good. Well, I haven't been doing. That. I've been, you know, I've been running. I've been doing my new running program. What? Are you, are you into the marathon? Yeah. Are you in? About that. I could be in. Well, let's run together. I will. Are you want to do the program I'm doing? I know I'm doing my own program, but it may well fit in with what you're doing. Yeah, long run Sunday. Can you do long yeah, run Sunday? We'll, we'll be doing that. Okay, long yeah. run Sunday. Game on. I, to, I will have to clear that, but I'll. Uh, okay, well, I'll I can probably work things around for you because I've got yeah. a pretty versatile week, admittedly. Yeah. Um, oh, so we're having a head to head again. Could be. Oh, here we go. It's, it's, I need to get back on you because you yes. smoked me last time. <laughs> Probably got the upper hand a little bit, I think. I've got a bit more running legs on me at the moment, yeah. admittedly, so that's to my advantage, but never underwrite the news to me. We could have another little competition running up <laughs> oh, again. Game on! Well, I've been doing that much, but I tell you what I have been doing playing Cranium. You play Cranium? No, we have talked about this before. Well, we had another game on Saturday night, and Joe and I smoked the field. 
she did do one thing quite funny. You have this one where you've got to, you've got to guess. You've got to. It's kind of like you can talk, but you can't say names or places, and you've got to get them to guess the other person. Yeah. And I had Bridget Jones. So you know, and so I'm going to her. My clue was single girl who writes a diary, and she goes Anne Frank. <laughs> <laughs> so it didn't work but we did win we dominated the dojo and mainly we smoked everybody else right so and other than that John is she nice and competitive she wants to put the smack down on she's people. funny really because when we play games together she's not competitive at all but then when she beats me she likes to let me know so she plays this subtle game and then kills me at the end so tough yeah, that's it so, and other than that John I've really been doing bugger all mm. yeah no so. should, you, should you check your kid's cell phone Thomas, don't have your cell phone. That's a funny thing that happened to him. Like, yeah, John, get to the times. He's going to have a cell phone. John, just wake up and smell the coffee. Right. Smell some coffees of Hawaii. <laughs> Thomas got cougared on Sunday. <laughs> <laughs> it was hilarious. What do you mean? He got cougared. We're out for lunch at this um, nice place. Uh, it had big sort of... People go to jail kid, for that kid, kind of kid, stuff. Kid, Kids area. And uh, he, he met this girl who was probably, I don't know, Maybe three or something. She cooking a man. She was off. She had him in the telephone box, oh. giving him cuddles and kisses. And oh, stuff. Really? Really? Oh, he's he, loving he, it. He was loving it. He's gonna have a cell phone then, John. No, Tyler's twelve, and she, well, she's about twelve. She's got a cell phone. And you yeah, know how what? long she had a cell phone for? She got it for Christmas. Right. Yep. So, and you know what? He's, you just just wake up to the coffee. He's gonna have a cell phone. But the thing is, is there's rules. You know, like she can't have him in the bedroom at night once it's bedtime and all stuff like that. There's rules and there's boundaries. But do you check your kid's cell phone? If Thomas has a cell phone, will you check it? I wouldn't know. You wouldn't know? Uh, no, I wouldn't. Oh, you wouldn't? No. Okay, would you check Belinda's cell phone? No, she checks mine though. She reads all my bloody emails as well, so you've got to be careful what you send me. <laughs> well, don't worry, I'm not going to tell yeah. you I love you on an email. Yeah. <laughs> okay, then, well, that's good. So, Maybe uh, that could be a discussion of the week. What if, what if you know he's texting girls? Okay, here's an interesting one. What if you know he's texting girls? That's okay? Mm-hmm. What if you have a girl and boys are texting her where you check her phone? No, that's fine. Really? Yeah. Okay. Beautiful. You would have been doing that when you were there. Like, well, yeah. no, you wouldn't have been. You would have been doing something else. Yeah, you know, I was not the best boy. Let's yeah. be honest. Let's anyway, be that's going to be a big show. We banded for ages. Okay, this is only special. Okay, here we go. Iron Rust. Iron Mendo. Train hard. Train smart. Kia Kaha. Kaha.